Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dane Baptiste Questions Everything, a new podcast where me, comedian writer Dane Baptiste, and my producer friend Howard Cohen, a.k.a. The Hizza, and a mix of very special guests pose the questions that need to be asked. And we're talking everything from spirituality to existentialism to pop culture to any asinine dumb shit that you are afraid to ask but need someone to ask on your behalf. Like, on- what's wrong with my toe? I mean, I can, I don't know. Well, I'll show small. you later. It's really upsetting. I'm really, it's driving me a bit out of the wall, mate. Okay. And I, I'm assuming you'll be doing this after, like, yeah, you've we'll checked do, the NHS yeah. director and stuff. And yeah, I'll call them later. Toes aside, on today's show, our guest is a legendary comedian and author, a winner of the Edinburgh Comedy Award for his show, so I suppose it's offensive now. Numerous TV and media appearances, including the 11 o'clock show and the green room. It's also been a great mentor and inspiration to myself. Please welcome to the podcast, Brendan Burns. Hey. How are you doing, sir? Yeah, all right. Uh, so, yeah, you were saying we we start with my question? Yeah, we yes. will. Well, we, we, you know, always let the guests go first, don't we, Dane? Because yeah, it's yeah. Uh, polite. Yeah. So, Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> That's a mistake. <laughs> uh, I fucking struggle enough to reel it in when I'm hosting. <laughs> um, so, what what is your question, Brendan? Uh, well, uh, Dane, uh, I think I can attribute you to coining the phrase Ray Star. Yes. I think you can. Mm-hmm. And uh, you and I have talked about this before mm-hmm. in that sometimes when you come up with something so apt, it almost has to be allowed for public consumption. Yeah, yeah. Right? Sure. Yeah. And uh, I ended up almost basing an entire show upon that notion. Yeah. Define Ray Star for me. Yeah. Like, and then maybe I'll have a go. So for me, a, a race star, I guess, is a kind of uh, an in, I guess, an inbuilt level of awareness of your surroundings, whereby I feel you no longer need the uh, kind of conspicuous acts of racism, such as like slurs or like discriminatory like employment practices. I think uh, uh, myself uh, speaking as a black person, that I think I've evolved to the point whereby I can pick up or read between the lines and pick up on racism without it being vocalized. Mm-hmm. or actively demonstrated and i think it's like you said there's you can make a very big distinction between a question or an inquiry or a statement which stems from ignorance and one that stems from racism and i think there's a lot of time that gets crossed over because uh people tend to conflate prejudice with racism mm. where you know prejudice can be is maybe an idea or a preconceived notion whereas racism is kind of the acting or you know employing maybe legislative measures or a kind of social constructs based on a prejudice and I think a lot of people get confused by that yeah so I feel like yeah I was myself speaking to myself personally and I feel like a lot of uh black or brown people who may live in a developed country can relate in that we're at a point now where you kind of you can kind of feel it rather than it's very palpable racial tension is palpable and you can and you can feel it without it being vocalized yeah so that's kind of and the race star is kind of yeah. like so race star is just what you're it's like an, an inner uh it innate yeah because i ended up uh, using it as a jumping off point yeah. for like almost an entire show mm-hmm. like i rang you and went i think i i need this i think i can oh, I, God, and, yeah, he, yeah, and, yeah. He, and he was like yeah go for it go for it and it was because i'd found myself in a couple of situations where i was aware of someone else's race star mm-hmm. right in a negative way no 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 mm. neither positive nor negative it was uh, the bit was i'm going to butcher it so don't worry it's not going to be funny but we yeah. I'm, I'm guessing we're cutting open the sausage here yeah is uh the premise of the bit was that black people don't get a positive intellectual stereotype in that everyone mm. else gets one jews get uh finance asians get math mm. uh white people get uh, language and warfare and uh <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so but i would argue the from doing black shows around the world and being in that environment a lot, the black people can read people better than anyone. They yeah. have, and then I even attributed it to you and said, they have what Dane Baptiste called as the race star. And I defined it just from objectively experiencing it. Mm-hmm. It's 
They know when someone's a little bit racist. They know when someone is uh, a little bit racially awkward. Yeah. Even, mm. you know, sometimes there's overcompensation and that isn't necessarily the same as racism. It's not this person hates me. It's this person doesn't know how to act around me. Yes. It's that institutionalized thing that they're just, it's just inbuilt into their yeah. world. They, they've they never known any different. Well, come on. It, you it, live in, in a place called cases. the United Kingdom. But no, no, in mm. certain cases, some people will genuinely not know how to talk to uh, another person from another race just, just because they just don't feel like they have any experience to go. As though yeah. no, no, culturally they have some difference between them. Well, yeah, or, or the experience. I mean, the experience really is, is as you said, is that it's uh, the uh, suggestion of the quintessential black person for a start is uh, like in films, for example, like I said, it's never really in a role of a uh, uh, being intelligent but at the same time when it is it's normally uh, a malevolent kind of intelligence so uh one of the films i use as an example is like die hard where you know john mcclain has oh magic this, black guy yeah magic black oh, magic guy black, a sketch by uh key and pill yeah is it oh, the uh, Ma- magic negro yeah, yeah. Oh, they, they, they did a sketch from like the, they did the magic sketch negro. yeah magic negro yeah because yeah. that's an actual thing yeah that's a because i also believe as well that that's why often black people say you feel me Mm. Yeah, and I noticed this in America as well as I'm understood easier by Black Americans than I am White Americans sometimes when talking at cross purposes. Mm-hmm. Uh, simply because there's a lot of emotive language there, and I think also the race stars in place, so there's a lot of reading. So yeah. it's often quite like, "Is this bloke? No, right?" And it's I see that face a lot. <laughs> yeah. of just like, "Is this guy? No, right?" <laughs> and um, but I uh, the bit actually uh, uh, kind of grew after I met. Uh, my then uh, double act partner, or you know, sometimes double act partner, Craig uh, Quartermain, who's yeah. an Indigenous Australian, I know Craig, yeah. and as broad-minded as I want to tell myself, I, it, it's it's. I found myself in that situation where, because there's such a historical chasm, and there's still, I wouldn't say white guilt, but white accountability. I'm conscious. Yes. Yeah. All right. Say. If when I'm speaking to an indigenous Aussie, it's a bit like uh, when talking to a guy that you know you fucked his ex. Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I know. I, I say I know, as in I know, I know the uh, the uh, temperament rather than the the situation. But yeah, it's it's when you when someone marries someone you've been with, like or just been seeing mm. that is there is a, there's a, yeah some level of guilt. So there it's not like you're going to be. Uh, you're not going to boast about anything. You're not going to boast. Yeah, or, 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 or you'll, you'll, you'll almost make a, a, a contrived effort to take a low status. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's right. And in fact, I suppose in that environment, I was surprised to discover as well a couple of times that uh, I think it would take an indigenous Aussie would have to be 20% a bigger cunt for yeah. me to react. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's yeah. a leeway there. Yeah, yeah. It's like, ah, fair enough. Yeah, so when you a, step outside. There's some great, you give some, yeah, some grace given there. There is. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, almost like, I don't know why, you know when you go to like late night Chinese restaurants mm-hmm. and the old Asian lady really fucking hates you? Yeah. Oh, hates like, everyone. Yeah, really yeah. hates everyone. <laughs> and, uh, but for some reason, I don't know what it is, but for some reason you just give that like, you give her twenty percent more yeah, grace. You do. You do. I, yeah. It's the same thing with 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 sets. Like, I, if I if there are older black women in in the um, the audience when I'm performing and I use profanity, I tend to apologise afterwards. <laughs> there's, there's, some, there's something Oedipal about it. Like if I speak to an older black woman or I use a, certain words, <laughs> then there is some weird idea that I feel this is going to get back to my mother. If I'm, does it put you off? I uh, mean, it doesn't put me. Off. I can do the performance, but there's times where I'm like, if I use, if I'm too profane. So we'll get back to my family or, you know, it's a reflection of my family. Right. So I tend to apologize. I fucking bombed. And it was uh, mostly Jamaican British, yeah. I would say. Mm-hmm. And I did a lot of the stuff. I tried something out that I do in, that I've done in other places before. And I realized, ah, wait a minute. This is taking a liberty. Mm-hmm. Right. It was something that I did about the psychology of it, which is. They even said afterwards, like, if you go to Jamaica and you did this stuff, you get killed. And I was like, no, I wouldn't. Because in Jamaica, this gall, yeah. this level of gumption actually yeah. is appreciated because they're like, does this fucking guy not know the danger <laughs> yeah. he's in? Yeah, yeah. What the fuck? Awareness. Yes. Yeah. So that feigned ignorance goes over quite well of like, this motherfucker, the ball's on this fucking country. Mm. Yeah. Whereas, of course, I'm doing it in England, in London, and yeah. it's like, you're taking liberties and we can't do anything about it. Yeah, because we're all two steps away from trouble. 
and I dropped the C-bomb and two uh, older ladies got up and walked out on yeah. Sunday. They're in their church clothes. Yeah. Right, right. And you see, right. if it was a white room, people would go, fucking stuffy old yeah. white people. But that room, everyone was like, because I didn't say anything when they got up and like went Pah! and made a noise at me and stormed out. Mm. And I, I, knew, I instinctively knew enough, like, someone's going on here. This is different because no one's looking at them. Yeah. Like, mm. oh, old mm. people coming to a comedy club. Yeah. They were like, everyone was a bit ashamed. Yeah. <laughs> like, of me and comedy and so on. Yeah. And uh, it, it was super fucking weird and a long road back. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, it was... A bit would bomb. The next bit, the disclaimer would get uh, an applause break. Yeah, yeah. It would bomb. The disclaimer get, and that right. was the difference. Was in a black room, if you upset uh, uh, older black ladies, it's like look oh, at, God, yeah. the whole room goes, "Look at you! You fucked off me, nan, in a church club." <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, yeah, exactly. And exactly that. Yeah, that's yeah. a hard situation. Yeah, uh, yeah but it's it, but also it was people were also mad because they felt I was taking liberties because. Yeah, it wasn't gumption, but it's it's yeah, it's an interesting point because like so far as like the exhibition of privilege is that sometimes that can work that works against. Uh, it's going back to the point about being uh, intelligent and black is that it works against you because that uh, art, that image and that aesthetic of being like you know pushing the boundaries and being profane, black audiences associate that with white comics. What? Right. Yeah, so they, you can be so being highbrow and being profane and you know even using even saying cunt to them they're used to that whereas. That can't. I don't have the grace for that to come out of my mouth, and, and you know it's. And like, Are you saying uh, it in the UK or around the world? Mainly, because, the, U, mainly the UK. Because I was going to say a lot of sex like yeah. came from sex in stand-up, from, came from the from, Chitlin circuit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. but and, you're and saying in the UK they go repressed. Yeah, because a lot of I mean, and it's hard for a lot of members of the diaspora to acknowledge, but a lot of our platitudes do come from white paternalism, in that you know our. Uh, you know, theologically, so far as our understanding or our following of Western Orthodox Christianity, you would come from colonizers or, you know, your slave masters and stuff like that. So a lot of that has kind of passed on where people still kind of hold some real... Uh, but they, you can't you know, fuck with God or the black kid. Yeah. No way. Be, yeah, exactly. Being a black atheist. No. Uh, no. No. It is as simple as that. It's, so uh, that, ra- that race star idea is, is, is fascinating to me because it, it's so clear that you, you know, when you can see it, like to me, you know, like, I've a, told, like a Geiger counter. Yeah, well, I've told you about like, uh, you know, you know, he, he he masters our show. You know, he does the mix on our show. My my friend, you know, go, you know, only until I started going to Westfield with him as a kid to see the his race star going off mm. at the way that people responded to him. He's a guy with dreads, yeah. you know, and it's like a different. It's just a different world. Like instant, yeah, there's instant connotations. Like yeah, dreads you start and, to notice the little yeah. shit more. Uh, say a party like UKIP or a policy as mm. racist or the but it's it's actually a, a, but everyone is guilty myself included and it's hard to call yourself out on it when it does occur is the it's like a recovery speak thing it's mm. never the, the um, pink elephants that get you it's the white rabbits mm. yeah so it means that the pink elephant is the easy thing to point at yeah. the white rabbit is what sneaks up yeah mm. because the white rabbit is regular and it's yeah. normal well, it's very, very odd that, like, in the UK more than anywhere else, polit- the rules of political correctness are actually set by what makes middle-class white England uncomfortable. Mm. Exactly. And it's almost like a form of passive racism. I mean, this is the bane of performing at the fringe. Yeah. You think? Oh, like, oh, my God. I went fucking... You saw me halfway, didn't you? Yeah. I went fucking crazy. Yeah, really? Yeah. Oh, just standing next to black people. Um, just performing next to black people, like, is liberal... And as progressive as the fringe wants to tell itself, I was like... Couldn't be further from the truth. Nothing fucking prepared me for how much they treat performers of colour like they're in a fucking zoo. Like yep, they're in a fucking there. zoo. Let me stop you there, because that is exactly it. And I, that's why I told all of my peers, this is the difference between, so far as if we look at a long bipartisan paradigm of like politics. So the right wing, they want to see us in jail. The liberal left that you see at the fringe want to see us in zoos. They fucking do. I even fucking ended up joking about it at the end that made the whole room. Now, earthy, working-class Scottish people, fine. Yeah. Mm. But that liberal intelligentsia, yeah. you think they're not racist? Listen to them come. Listen to the fucking cue coming out of the Soweto Gospel yeah. Choir and then tell me wow. they're not... Yeah. I like the big one. The big one yeah. was... And the the list, and, 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 list, and just by them indulging <laughs> the aesthetic, they feel, they feel, uh, they feel that they've been vindicated. 
yeah. of any inbuilt racism. This is, and it's, and it's a problem because then you have, then you have a lot of acts who will, uh, reinforce stereotypes and ideas and not challenge these people's perceptions. And the fact that they just indulge the aesthetic of seeing a black person or black people on stage to then they're like, well, I can't be racist. I just watched a Soweto gospel choir. And, um, there is a concerted effort for people to kind of dilute or ridicule the idea of being a black British and intelligent comedian or just mm. an intelligent person because you know even you look at like the recent offering of like you know Marvel films which are now a part of popular culture Captain America is essentially a Viking who has a black sidekick the Falcon Tony Stark as Iron Man is another industrial rich capitalist industrialist who has a black sidekick who is War Machine yeah uh, and then um Oh, there's another example like I say uh, Die Hard is another example mm. or you look at like Lethal Weapon where you have Mel Gibson who is the uh, obviously the alpha hetero male with the bigger gun and then you have you know Danny Glover who over the anthology of five films where they fought against like South African like um, yeah. weapons traders and you know felt on the street with gangsters who have armor piercing bullets this guy's still carrying a twenty two revolver <laughs> and you just think at this point by now you fought against arms dealers and triads like you'd probably you'd probably at least get a bigger gun yeah. But you know, we know that there's such <laughs> phallic connotations to uh, weapons in films and the iconography associated with that. Or well, you look at Rocky and Apollo Creed, like Apollo becomes a sidekick by Rocky Three to help him defeat Clubber Lang, then doesn't make it past Rocky Four. Well, I think it's what uh, is the problem with. Here's my issue with white people, right? And I'm allowed to say my parents are white, it's fine. Yeah. And uh, both of them. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so is my kid, you know, come on. Yeah. I love him. Uh, I, I know loads. but um is we dob in each other too much for being racist Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. Uh, and we maybe i tried to address this in the show that drove me fucking mad yeah in the first week because i was just standing next to this covert shit but i was trying to undo the process of in Western society, for the most part, if you live in the US or you live in Australia or you live in the UK, you've actually been brainwashed on some level into normalizing whiteness. Of course. And you divide the world into white and other. And of that course. was the point of our show was to try mm. and actually undo that and catch people See, in the it's moment. Even the, where phrase, they did the it. phrase minority when, like, you know. We're, we're number four! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> There's only five! Yeah. <laughs> it's Asians! Yeah, then yeah. Uh, Arabic and brown and what you would call uh, yeah, subcontinental yeah. Uh, West Asian people, then fucking Africans, then Anglo-Saxon Europeans. You know yeah. number five is, mate? Fucking Eskimos. <laughs> Eskimos. Really? Yes. Wow. We're number four out of the five. Yeah. You know, fucking seeing them building a wall. <laughs> and um, so the, the the gall of that. Yeah. And so we mm. were tried, trying to address that. And um, But... Other white people demonize racism so much mm-hmm. that no one ever wants to admit to it. Yeah. And fallibility or ignorance is so demonized. Mm-hmm. And how can you, it's look, it's, you, you look at it like in recovery terms, like step one is mm-hmm. uh, admitting there's yeah, a problem. problem. Yeah. Admitting that, and, and I went to see Black Panther and I walked out of it going, well, fucking. I'm sorry, but black Americans are jumping up and down about Black Panther, but it just gives them no idea of what Africa is. Yeah. And she goes, what are you talking about? And I was like, well, it's... I just slightly worry that uh, the America already builds itself as the world and therefore mm. doesn't really worry about foreign policy, which is, I think, almost like by calling black Americans... There are problems with picking a colour. And there are also problems with referring to uh, an entire community as African-American. Yeah. Because then it kind of means... It reinforces the whole idea that you are distinct from Americans. Yes. So that's the biggest part of it. I mean, that's a big... That's another... But also suggests that black people only come from Africa. Yeah. And you're more geographically sparse than anyone. Yeah. Like, go all the way from... Don't you span, like, both hemispheres? Yeah. I'm pretty sure north and south and fuck it everywhere, everywhere, yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Cheddar, so even Cheddar Man, as we've proven. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, so I was like, this movie, right? It's isn't it breeding more and more ignorance about that? I don't think it's really a celebration of. Uh, yeah. the black experience in this world and she's like it's what just, the fuck are you talking about Brent? It's, it's romanticizing it I, I agree I, I agree with you it's, to an extent it is romanticizing it but yeah but she goes you she goes first of all it's not for you mm. right? and she goes second of all can't you just let it be like you know what it's not your moment it's yeah. not it's not for you it's not your moment and it's like 
you know, there are young, you know, uh, black women around the world that mm. have seen nothing but a fucking white male lead forever. Yeah. And yeah, they're yeah. all of a sudden seeing a movie that's got, like, I mean, he's barely in it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's the lead. But you've seen the Dore Marge and so many strong images. But the Batman. ensemble, it's like strong female, at least yeah. sub-leads, that yeah, have yeah. also... Yeah. Well, yeah, who carry, carry themselves and have equally representation and strength in the show as well. But it's very sim- that's a very similar argument to the Obama thing, where like people are like, you know, but Obama, his drone strikes and his foreign policy, and he continued to reinforce that, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, he had, didn't address police brutality, et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, but it's like I said, that it's not... I mean, obviously, all the intricacies of government, that that's more than valid. But just the aesthetic alone, hmm. you know, for either the people that have, you know, been in America and Example. seen the transition from, yeah. you know, Jim Crow to present day. Yes. Presence. Yeah. Just, just the yeah. presence just alone. Just the presence alone. <laughs> that's fucking hard to understand when you're white. Yeah. But yes. Just setting an example. Because, 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 it's, it, because that's atmosphere to you. Mm. Yes. The one thing I've learned about uh, black folks is they're pretty forgiving. Mm. Yeah, you know, the- sometimes to a fault, if you ask me. <laughs> yes, I was going to say might be <laughs> sometimes the, uh, to a major fault, if you ask a, me. It's a great question. Yeah, yeah. But you know but, what I mean? Like I said about, it's, I guess it's an idea about emotional intelligence. And, yes, uh, and, and it's, I guess articulating any frustrations or any uh, racially based yeah. angst is that yeah, we're never credited for either emotional intelligence or which has been identified by a Harvard professor called Gardner, seven types of intelligence kinesthetics mm. is it really a type of intelligence kinesthetics yeah, and that's yeah. ability that's to like, read people or just know just how you well, that's emotional intelligence but this is kinesthetic or emotional you know, and then your kinesthetic intelligence is like your body how you're able to you know is that why dance or run or move I'm understood or, better by yeah. black Americans than white Americans also I do believe there's only one type of white person that black people instinctively enjoy mm. and that's crazy old white <laughs> because it's almost like wow he's he's fucking yeah. Yeah, and there's more of an honesty to it but I, I feel like overall as far as like just to bring this part of this section to a close is that I think a big part of that intelligence is just from you know having to have that experience straight away and not mm. and you know it's, it's, it's been an evolution because you know if you don't have this level of racial awareness then that could be a fatal mistake as yeah. a black person that's why we've had to evolve this kind of level of, and I th- and just find as well and uh, so far as like in terms of comedy and the uh, I think it's uh, it's a, I always say this is that with black audiences it's very similar to far as like the whole stereotype about white people not being able to dance and the same with the comedy is that black audiences are listening to the beat mm. not your words they, they hear the words but what they're really what they're really listening to is the beat which is why you have so many black comics who are so uh, animated uh, and you know and and, and very physical in their delivery rhythm. and and because like it's the rhythm they're listening mm. to. So if your delivery your delivery is on a certain frequency, then it's very hard for them to in you know to kind of perceive what you're saying. Whereas they're listening to a rhythm. So if there's like you know if you have conviction in your voice, then you're more likely to engage with them because it's, you know they listen to the rhythm and it's almost like. Low frequency, uh, it's low frequency, high vibration. But this, uh, is what they pick up on. The room didn't turn on me entirely, and they let me stand there for thirty minutes, yeah. wow. even though half the shit bombed. And that's actually, I did that bit about reading people, and I went, and that's why you haven't booed me off yet. <laughs> yeah, is because first of all, I'm crazy white. You're enjoying that, but yeah. also I think you're looking at me just going, ah, his heart in the his heart's in the right place. Yeah. I can tell, but he's actually uh, he's just misread the room. Yeah, exactly, and that's it. Yeah, because yeah. you know, you and know, they forgave. Yeah, yeah. they'll forgive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a good, it's a good know, story. So, that's an awareness. Yeah, so it's good. Yeah, yeah it's, it's interesting. A good story and a good question. Really Ray good question. Star. One of my favorite questions. Yeah, so that's far. like top of the list of like I didn't even get to start on Judah. Like I have a Judah that every now what is now is that like a gay where you can spot a Jew across? the I room? can spot a Jew from yeah thousand yards. Just, I can, yeah, but mate, I can that's know, how it starts. But exactly. Black black people are able to calibrate that as well. Is that we can also tell if someone is mixed. Mm, so yeah. because a lot of time, obviously, sometimes on the surface, like because in terms of what people consider race, it's like very, it's much a dichotomy of who's black and who's white. Whereas obviously, I have a lot of comedians that I work with who fall in between the spectrum. Mm. So, like, one of my friends is uh, he's his dad's from Wigan and his mother is Venezuelan. So, it's Francis Foster, cool. a good comic friend of mine. Mm. Um, but he struggles because while I can pick up on that, white audiences cannot. And so, right. he's not even allowed to, you know, 
elaborate hmm. on his that cultural mix because as far as they're concerned he's not black so this is not race material. but you could pass for white yeah <laughs> so why should we listen so why would you, why, yeah. so it's it's weird that i understand both sides of the uh, and it took a long time to interpret and translate was when people say like when people get upset when you go but you could pass for white and yeah. it's what well, why okay wait is that first a positive of all, is that a positive really? well because it's if you're looking at it from if you are like if it looks from the outside looking in as a white audience member if you're a black act basically making jokes about white people or mm. bitching about white people mm. or bitching about the way the racial hierarchy is right now it's like well what are you complaining about you could pass for white right yeah. that's what they mean but they don't yeah. articulate it from the other side it's that's not the point yeah. the other side of course is the point is things are supposed to be more fucking equal yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's that yeah. but it's like well what are, you, what are you bitching about you can pass for white come on yeah. <laughs> you know, being white so great why don't you fucking come yeah. on ride the, <laughs> come on ride the ride you can, baby. You yeah, yeah exactly sit in business class yeah. by mistake yeah <laughs> it's amazing yeah. that yeah. since doing the show and having more more uh black comics and black friends in my life i now know the difference between between being a red-headed punk and an old white man mm. it almost feels like i think we talked about this the other day this feels like a disguise sometimes yeah <laughs> you know what i mean because i don't feel yeah, the yeah. way i look yeah and then you discover the shit that you get that right. you've taken for granted i can make restaurants stay open <laughs> yeah. Like you know what I mean? I've got magic white man. You talk about wow. magical Negro theory. Yeah, yeah. Theory. I've got magic white man powers. Yeah. You stick me with three black people. Holy fucking shit! There's nothing we can do because mm. there's nothing we can't do. I mean, no, because sure, they yeah. think people think I'm keeping you out of trouble. We, yeah, <laughs> they, no, they uh, think no, I'm, no, you're a band. Fact, and I'm representing when you. When I was at university, what we used to do is that we'd have the white friend stand on mm. the corner just before Uber and stuff. He would hold the cab down. Right. Mm. And then we get the cab because if Forget- any of us go on that corner trying to get a taxi, we will be stuck in somewhere in Yorkshire for until the buses run again. Hmm. So you have to use a white decoy yeah. every single time. Yeah. But, yeah. but imagine old white man. Oh, it's such an oh, upgrade. Oh, man. Could you imagine? You can, like I said, you, you I just, can see you just, business class by You mistake. basically turn him into a drug pinata. I think you could pay- I, it, you make him a you make him a pinata of drugs. I yeah, can make yeah. restaurants stay open. Yeah, I can like Craig, Craig was losing his fucking mind at the shit I could do, and mm. he kept on like acting like a black guy. And I was like, Shh, magic white man powers, shut yeah. up. Just trying to use the power because <laughs> he was going, he was not too much trouble. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. No, no, no. Yeah. And it was like, you know, no, you, you, you know, I'm an authority. I give people no choice. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like this is all I have to say is this is unacceptable. Several times over, and yeah, shit gets yeah. done. It's um, yeah. fucking amazing. By the way, because everyone knows that uh, uh, unacceptable. First, it's, that's the first thing. That's step yeah. one. Then you have it. Then because the, they know if you say it's unacceptable, revolution is coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's why, when you say that, this is unacceptable from a white voice, yeah. oh, from an enlightened white voice. This is unacceptable. Something's going to change. Yeah. Like the star, like, like the Starbucks thing when the guys got arrested. Mm. If there wasn't a white woman filming saying this is unacceptable. Same mm. thing with Oakland. Yeah, would have been a. All I have to do is drop also the Aussie accent and just put a bit of a posh voice on. This is unacceptable, (laughs) right? Shit, you wouldn't believe the magic powers I have with that. It's amazing. Whereas Jews, it's not quite the same. What do you mean? You're still British. I mean, you can you can say it's unacceptable, and he's like, and then people like, well, that's what. Yeah, Yeah. there you go. Of course, of course, they can. We've got a a famous (laughs) history of moaning. (laughs) Famous history of Jewish moaning. Speaking of which, I'm gonna I'm gonna move to from race to something completely trivial, if that's Mm. cool. You up? Yes. Okay. Because I've been thinking. Me and my wife have been talking about something, which is the fact that I don't know if you care. But the last series of Game of Thrones is coming up. And I don't know if you give any kind of fuck about that at all. Oh, I do. Yeah, Dane, you in? Uh, to an extent. Okay, you don't need to know Game of Thrones to talk about I know, about I know enough about Game of Thrones to Black talk about it. Black don't watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> well, it's because it's a it's, it's it's fantasy all, genre. It's, all, it's, yeah. all, well, it's not exactly fantasy, because a, a lot of black people do watch fantasy. Yeah. And like, surprisingly, a lot of black people like Family Guy, which I find weird. But mm. they read it on a different level to me. But no, I, followed, I used to follow Game of Thrones quite closely. But yeah. then you get to a, I think the more it became a part of popular culture, the more popular it became, the mm. less enthused i came about well i I always thought like things like the fantasy genre in general to black folks was orcs really yeah elves we know who you mean motherfucker (laughs) yeah you know what i mean it's it's it's, i keep the fantasy whole fantasy genre is pretty fucking racy yeah yeah, it's pretty racy it's a little bit it sets off a race star that's all i'm saying definitely game of thrones sets off a race star oh definitely does definitely does yeah yeah but the thing about it to me is that i'm really interested yeah, well, just because it's the last one, like mm-hmm. it's going to end, and you know, like if I if I said to you now, like I'd really want to experience that again. 
Like, because, mm-hmm. you know, once it's over, you're like, oh, fuck. That's like a thing. Because you really look forward to these Westworld shows. Westworld is yeah, the new one. But yeah, again, well, I like Westworld a lot, but you, you again, do you know what I mean? You yeah. look but, forward but, to again, Westworld <laughs> is just, can I go back to when I... Uh, dominate, so yeah, I dominate people. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Shoot people. <laughs> it's, it's this fantasy and, yeah, world. Of, like, it's crazy. And then you look at it like, it took, but again, it took a season and a half for me to realise. Mm. Yeah. I was like, I, and I loved it. Loved it. And yet it took a season and a half and I went, wait a minute, it is literally just going back to a time where... Yep. Your fantasy, mate. The Hunger, eh. the Hunger Games. The idea that yeah. America, who consu- who have five percent of the world's population, a third of the planet's resources, will experience mass poverty, starvation, and famine, and the one person that will save us and lead the revolution is a fucking white girl in the form of Jennifer Lawrence in the Hunger Games in America, where Flint has not had clean water for two years. Jennifer Lawrence is going to save they just the working class. That, no, they just. <laughs> I mean, he was going to try and move on, but no, you can't. Yeah. You get me and but no, 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 Good luck. But my question is a simple one, really. Good luck. Which is- I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Jew with a hard J. <laughs> Pick a color, motherfucker. <laughs> what, uh, what are you when the cops pull over? Well, yeah, but you're a fucking white uh, cunt then, aren't you? We never get pulled over. No, <laughs> we, don't, yeah. we, don't, we don't, you know, any crimes that we commit don't get, don't attract the police. Right. Um, but the, uh, <laughs> my question is, what, if you could go back and experience a TV show again, like that you loved yeah. from the start, what would it be? Because I think it's an interesting thing that once you've got, once you're done with it and it's mm. finished, it's like, oh, I missed that thing. I wish I'd never, you know, the, the why was an interesting example. Of someone, a lot of people came to that really late. Yeah. So they was like, "Oh, I'm experiencing this all for the first time." And some people were like, "I'm fucking was loving that years ago." You so lucky to get to watch it again. You know, what would uh, be your show that you'd love to be able to start again with, with just a blank mind? Myself, I've got two. If I got big, I got two as well. Yeah, yeah, go. So it'd be The Wire and The Sopranos. Oh, oh yeah. well, it's me yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, Sopranos and uh, the other one was Young Ones. Oh, oh yeah, I great caught, I caught that very late. And uh, yeah, the the surprise for what the wire for me because just going back to all the stuff we've been speaking about, mm. probably one of the only shows where you get a broad representation of black people in a show. The wire, oh the wire, in, in the wire, in the wire. Oh yeah, where you have yeah, you know it was unique, in that you, sense yeah, of the time. so unique, and it, and it's the it's the it was the longest running show <laughs> with a majority black cast in America's history. Mm. And uh, yeah, and, and incidentally, one of the most critically acclaimed ones. Yeah, yeah. and but, it takes a while. That's yeah. what I think. Also, the wire, you could probably pinpoint the wire. As the point in time where even middle class posh white Americans and posh white people in general started using abonics. Mm. Yes. Because yeah. it took a while to understand, to tune in. Yeah. yeah. And I was fucking, I was fucking, basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was fucking. <laughs> and out of the blue, I think it was the, uh, it was uh, my then girlfriend, now wife. And uh, it was, we just started watching the wire together. In mm. the middle of fucking, I went, yeah, get up on it in that shit. <laughs> But actually, and I've even only insisted on putting on an Aussie accent, as I yeah, say it, but I'm yeah. pretty sure I didn't. No. Yeah, yeah. Now, I think I'm pretty sure... It was a powerful it was, show. It was a very it was powerful, powerful show. show. Everyone I mean, always talks about that second series of The Wire being dodgy, but I always thought that was a great I one. I thought it was good, too. The, 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 the That's whole, the best one. Yeah, I think yeah, it was one of the stuff. best ones. I thought yeah, it was yeah. really good. I thought The Wolf was really good. I I, I mean... So The Wire and Sopranos. Sopranos yeah. is a really interesting show, because like, I don't think... And nobody, I mean, nobody saw that coming to start with. It, it just... Got people so gripped, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, that was, was, was amazing. How I, long I, did it run for? It ran for like eight uh, series, was it? Eight or? seasons. No, six, they, and six and a half. Six and a half. Six and a half. Yeah, six and a half because I think by season four is when they had the writer's strike. 
Right, right, right. And so but I think five, the last season was broken. And it just got better so and better. Like, yeah, better. And the last season was broken up. Mm. Yeah, so 6A like, and 6B. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And well, you, pick the, about you pick the same ones, would you? Uh, sopranos and young ones. I mean, oh, the young ones. In, you mean the, the the young ones? Like I, I think I, 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 because I was obsessed with comedy and my dad was British. Stuff right. got sent over sometimes before yeah. everyone. So some, but young ones was. Uh, I was already a huge Python. It's weird. I was a massive comedy nerd from the age of nine, mm. but living in Perth, Western Australia, zero access. Yeah. So all I ever got was vinyl. Right. And I used to go to the local record store and just clear out their comedy section whenever a vinyl mm. came out. So. I think Derek and Clive, Monty Python, and Pryor. Right. Yeah. Uh, all Richard Pryor, uh, then Carlin, then Kinnison, then Eddie Murphy. Hmm. And so often wow. when kids discovered Eddie Murphy, like Delirious transcended stand-up. Yes. Uh, mm. In that it actually yeah. it was the first special to shoot around the world that everybody saw. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Everybody. And oh, whilst God, yeah. everyone was quoting it the next day at school, I was like, well... Have a go at this. As a purist, yeah. Mm, yeah. Yes, like this is the stuff that led it's, up. It's, to that. Exactly how I feel when it comes to like people's fasc- uh, this contemporary fascination with like Marvel comics now and, and and the films where people are like, this is amazing. The others like, yeah, okay, really? It's been it's been it's been like this for a long time now. Oh, you mean like mm, yeah, go that, to the books that actually started? Yeah, yeah, where it started the whole thing. Where, well, Infinity Wars isn't that Secret Wars rewritten? Do you remember the Secret Wars series? Secret, yeah, Secret Wars, but it's, it's, there's Infinity War and Infinity Gauntlet, and I think they've kind of merged and retconned both those two. Because uh, mm. Secret Wars, they possibly... I don't think they could do Secret Wars with the Beyonder. That blew yeah. my mind as a kid. Yeah, the cosmic stuff, yeah. It's, Cause cause I mean, that was done, the first time they killed people off. Yeah. They've done, they've done, I mean, they've done... I mean, yeah, this, this will be... I mean, it's Disney Studios, so that's not... Yeah, yeah. Anything. not going to be the same. Yeah, yeah. But you so. see, you got the young ones out in Australia... When, Eventually, yeah, and it was the first thing that, whilst everything else uh, that I'd been a fan of mm. up until then, which is why often as well a great deal of my stand-up tries to emulate black American comedy. It took twenty years to work that out. Mm. As does mine. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just uh, there was that, like you said, the rhythm yeah. and the cadence. There's a lot of that in uh-huh. what I do, but. I don't have the rhythm or the cadence, so I end up looking like a gay lobster. <laughs> uh, so I try. Um, but it's interesting that that, that show, that, I mean, it's such a... It's that, so, yes, everything else I'd experienced up until then was, uh, whilst I loved it, mm. this was the first thing that seemed to be at me. Right, yeah. yeah. You know, that it was anarchic. It, mm. it appeared to be born of a bunch of people that had grown up listening and watching the same things I had. Yes. Right. The Derek and Clives, the Monty Python, the, yeah. even though as much as apparently they uh, like they all pretended to hate Python because they had to. Yeah. Because it was the politically correct alternative comedy. Well, they were. They, yeah, were, 80s, yeah, they yeah. were the Python alternative. Were, they, yeah. Not PC. But I mean, it, no. there's a great documentary they've just put out on UK TV that's like two and a half hours about the young ones. It's, like, it's a really long doc, so mm. if you strap in. But man, it was interesting seeing just how powerful a show could be and we know i'm i was it's interesting you bring up the young ones because i was that's part of the reason i was bringing this up because i i was five years old when i saw the young ones my brothers are a lot older than me and i used to sneak into the living room when they were mm. watching it and sit behind the sofa mm. just like but if as a, even as a five-year-old kid you know obviously i didn't understand a lot of the jokes but it just it was just amazing it was an amazing mix of things that really, all, oh, yeah, all, yeah. all, all of the 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 spin-off bits where they the mouse would talk or the peas would talk even just watching rick and a edmondson fight yeah, it was just like so resonating in terms I can't, of I can't comedy. Because I remember someone's surname being Hitler. <laughs> oh, that was Bottom. No, that was oh, uh, Bottom, yeah, bottom yeah, was Eddie Hitler, Eddie Hitler in, oh, yeah, uh, in Bottom. How weird yeah. is it as well that like in the 90s, <laughs> I used to get Vivian. <laughs> and now, look at me. I fucking look just like him. <laughs> <laughs> just like him. Like, Do you know what? You, slightly, been, you know, been the bane of my career. Really? So, oh, oh actually, I was in Edinburgh a... once and some girl got starstruck because she thought I was him. Mm. Adrian Edmondson. Wow. So oh. I can't wait to That's meet a powerful show, though. That, that is a show that, I w- you know, a lot of people would love to, you know, you wipe your memory and then start it again. It would, but it's still mind-blowing what I'm they sure, got up I'm to sure in that show. I'm sure there'll be an effort to revive it in the typical <sighs> zeitgeist of, of trying to revive these things. Like, Are You Being Served has been, been redone as well. So, mm. Well, some shit, like, I mean, comedy just dates badly. It just does in general. And it's funny that when you go to America, they Eddie all Eddie, the Murphy, Eddie Murphy Raw is one. Oh, that does not date well. No, no you need to leave that rot. in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was it? Glenn Wool does that great joke. About, <laughs> it does not date well where he opens with going, you remember when you play as a kid, you used to play hit a faggot with a stick? And you're like, whoa, hey, hey, whoa. I don't remember. <laughs> I didn't play that. Yeah. <laughs> remember Chinese boy had a funny mouth? Whoa, Eddie, hey, whoa. What the fuck, Eddie? <laughs> 
<laughs> it's interesting though that comedy wouldn't you know if you asked 100 people this question about what would you go back and start again a lot of it will be drama I think I think I think it does date in a particular oh the boondocks maybe boondocks is a good show that was a really good show I mean I, I, I bring up Game of Thrones not because I think it's the greatest show of all time but because I think it is the one show that made me like jaw forgive drop. incest <laughs> well, forgive, <laughs> and also forgive incest plot problems forgive yeah. lots of plot, plot, uh, plot problems there are plenty of those but it's just yeah. it's just the one show that made me jaw drop so many times across like I guess it's going to be series 8 now this final one and there's just moments in it and I don't, I don't want to do any spoilers for people who haven't seen it but like we are just blown away by like these big spectacle moments have you you watched it all or uh, yes i have like i know those... people and the, the last season of course because they're not going off the books anymore was yeah. very sped up well it, and that's what i mean Ooh, loads yeah. of problems a with lot plot. of complaining about the writing Lo- in the yeah lots season. of problems with the plot. Brent, i completely agree with you there but the, the, the jaw-dropping moments particularly in the end of that uh that series where it's like god i'd love to watch that again I think I'm going to see it, let it play out, and then I'll I'll catch up on it. That's a good I, move. I think it's a good part. It's a part of because I should be aware of. Although again, it's like brothels everywhere, shaved vaginas. Really? Mm. Yeah. Right. I mean, uh, not all of them. I, I mean, think I can probably find you. But still, no, there's not. There's really? not a lot. There's, a, there's not, not, not much not Harry in, Bush. Not, mm. at, yeah, not as I would imagine they would appear at in this quasi-medieval time, which is the time I imagine the Game of Thrones is trying to capture with mm. you know the dragons. It's and like a middle earth kind of. Yeah, it's a middle earth. It's done like it's. It's. I mean, to an extent, it's very much uh, Eurocentric porn. You know, mm. it's oh, knights yeah. and dragons and slaying, and women were quiet and they knew their place. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, the 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 black army in it are slaves, and then oh, they're freed they slaves. Oh, they're freed they slaves uh, through yeah. a white girl. Yeah, mm. she the the whitest girl. Keeping in mind mm. that the actress mm. that plays her is not blonde. But bearing no. in mind as well, also that she did also fall in love with her rapist. Yeah. Yes. Good point. So yeah. it's uh, yeah. Game of Thrones. Let's a lot of shit slide. George R. R. Martin yeah. does. Uh, it's definitely. You know what? If you're an internet troll. It's probably the kind of thing that builds internet trolls. Except for maybe yeah. Big Bang Theory. Right. Fucking, Bang do you know what I fucking mean, Brendan? Do you know what I f- <laughs> Fuck that show. I, I mean, Thank you. It's, it's really me, misogynistic, isn't it? It's the, it's the worst. It's the fucking worst. It's the fucking worst. I watch You're telling me you got four geniuses and no one has an Asian girlfriend? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding yeah. me? And then the one Asian guy in the show speaks in English to his parents on yeah. FaceTime and Skype. And, and they it, speak in English. But also, isn't it that, like, she's, like, apparently it's like a troll's wet dream, that show. Oh, of course, it completely. Isn't there a girl? I've never seen it. And, yeah, and the love interest, of course, got me and the love interest it. is obviously, is, is you know, it, it, yeah, the love interest is obviously a quintessentially uh, Aryan-looking woman who mm. just can't keep her nipples down. Yeah. Can't get her nipples who, down. Who, the actress, who was uh, Katie, I think it's Kuoko. But they all project Kuoko. their ideas onto her. She's oh, a blank canvas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that right? Oh, completely. She's like a Billy Joel song. Yeah, she's an actress. Got good answers there, but interesting. No one said Breaking Bad. No, no, thank you. Breaking Bad. Breaking no, Bad's another one because well, <laughs> see, was there. Well, see, with Breaking Bad, that's when white guys had finally had their Scarface. Yeah, interesting. Well, that's how he pitched it. He said he's going to take Mr. Chips and turn him into Scarface. Yeah, yeah. So then, so then now, so then now, that's he's he's respected as you know. Everyone can see like you know that the moment and how he lost his like humanity and became more immersed in the idea of becoming mm. this drug kingpin. So so much more sympathy to the point where Walter White again doesn't really get the same uh i guess uh comeuppance as his uh black and brown peers like you think about how carlito died in carlito's way how tony uh, montana dies you know he how he goes out on his Nina own terms brown dies. he goes out on his so own clever. terms and jesse pink and think about their names walter white and jesse pinkman mm. who gets away scot-free despite yeah. being involved in a inf- infanticide what yes. race is pinkman well it's pink well, but, you answered my question perfectly. The first time I uh, noticed this was I even made fucking uh, uh, Patrice O'Neill of all people go, holy shit, I, I guess you looked, you read into this more than I did, was when Phantom Menace came out. Yeah. So before fucking <laughs> Star Wars already had like racial undertones, right? Yeah, yeah. And when Phantom Menace came out, fucking George Lucas must have gone, I'll show you fucking racism. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking, oh, really? You thought Darth was a bit on the fucking fence. So he had the Jewish merchant, yeah. right? He had... The, That's the, just in the, Harry Potter 2. That's the, in Harry Potter 2. The beginning of the movie is... Uh, so. It was a previously... Indis- I think he even said in- inscrutable. 
mm. in the fucking scrolling down. <laughs> Previously behind a wall, bit of a mystery, and then it's this Asian, <laughs> it's this Asiany race that are just like, but oh, the merchant, the merchants, yeah, the not merchants, the, merchants the, the the trade federation, the yeah. trade federation, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. yeah. And, were, <laughs> and then and then three words, and then three white jedis come in, uh, yeah, and, 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 and yeah, and sort that whole out, and, and then obviously and, and you, Jar Jar Binks, yeah, you who may as well eat a watermelon for an hour. For fuck's sake, <laughs> Misa Sosa, like not since Are the you girls. the people gonna die? Yeah. I don't think you're even allowed to bring up Jar Jar Binks anymore. Right. Misa Sosa, so sorry. Uh, it's like you're not allowed to Massa? bring up Joel Schumacher if you're in the discussion about Batman. Yeah, you fair. That's discuss a fair, Batman and Robin. That's a fair criticism. Oh, but no. That was the first time Harry I noticed Potter, like, Yeah, second. that's a good question as well. Like, so far, again, Harry Potter, which, you know, when that ended, mm. on in the same theme of like people continuing anthologies, when he goes to check his bank account and... And I'm very sure that it's uh, Warwick Davis. <laughs> yeah. Were no Jews kind of upset about the uh, caricature? We're just, we're just happy that everyone's still coming to us for the money. Goblins. So, you, you, know, know. The go- you know, the goblins and stuff and how they were yeah. portrayed. They, it looks like Nazi propaganda. Yeah, yeah. Plus the fact that, you know, in Goblet of Fire, the visiting schools seem to represent the Merovingian dynasty because they're quasi-French, the Tsars and the Russians. We just had a big cut of like, their merchandise, so we just let it go. Okay. That's The funny happened. thing is that yeah, when it's imagery, I spot it. Yeah. When it's actually like you said, like a mic. No, uh, when it's like when it's Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, yeah I never set up a race star. I never bad, spotted. Well, that. Bad Boys is another one. That's Cause it, Mike, cause cause Mike, remember Mike Lowry was supposed mm. to be a ladies' man. Yeah. At the end, he's cuffed to Tia Leone. But nothing, then, nothing. but then it's hard to undo that brainwashing. No, nothing. That's yeah. the normalizing of the whiteness thing. Yeah. Then you're like, well, on because even Fouché mm. was uh, he was a uh, Corsican. He again not a white Anglo-Saxon mm. Protestant. Bad Boys Two lead protagonist Latino. Latino. Man, drug dealer as well. Oh, come on. Get fucked. There's plenty of <laughs> evil white British no, fucking white villains. Shut- pro- no, but um, I know there are. Come on, come no, 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 in, there are. Well, in Michael Bay films. Come on. You've got to squeeze a in, in Michael in Bay, in Michael, then, no, in Michael Bay films, I mean. you gotta, you got to have a, a bad brown, brown bloke from yeah, time do. to time. But I mean, in, my, in, in Michael... A little bit in, of head slapping fucking in, in, <laughs> in Michael Bay films, I mean, do you ever see a white Anglo-Saxon antagonist and then are they ever killed by anyone other than another white man? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't. I haven't. Anyone, I, anyone that can think of one for me, please let me know. Is it Independence yeah. Day? And is Independence Day Michael Bay? Yep. All right. But isn't that, hasn't that got Will Smith and fucking Vivica Fox? Uh, That's his no, mother. no, no. Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum walking yeah. out across the desert together, and everyone at the time. Because uh, yeah. also, was and that who, after the Rodney who, King rights? Yeah. And who flies the plane in to destroy the mothership? White guy. There you go. There you go. No, it doesn't. Wait. Yeah. Does he? Yeah. Jeff Goldblum? Where's no, Will no, Smith? No. Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum are supposed to upload this virus and before they can fire the other ray onto the Earth and itself. Randy We're Quaid ruining Randy Quaid Quaid flies Randy right Quaid's the kamikaze pilot. Yeah. You couldn't even let a Japanese yeah. well, person do it. Come on. And remember, this is a global <laughs> conflict so you couldn't even let a Japanese <laughs> person do it. If you haven't seen Independence Day, sorry, by the way. Uh, <laughs> if you were listening. <laughs> if I, what I love as well is also when they, should, when they cut to Africa at the end of uh, Independence Day. It's all these motherfuckers in grass skirts and spears and going, yeah, we fucking <laughs> We, fuck we, you aliens yeah. no, no, but they're going like we've solved that fucking puzzle and keep you're it, like keep, what yeah. with, with keep, exactly keeping in mind the military industrial complex probably has some of its best customers in mm. African nations <laughs> we have slightly run uh, long on some of these questions Sorry. we've got to get Don't over get to Dane fucking started ladies <laughs> <and gentlemen. laughs> we've got to get over to Dane for the final question right Sorry. let's get into it okay cool so your show so I suppose it's offensive now yes it's mm. almost like 10 year, 10 year anniversary now, right? Uh, 2007 it was. Yeah, yeah, so just over 10 years ago. So my question is, how offended do you think people are nowadays? Uh, well. Because it it's always offensive now, but I guess the matter, subject matter in that show would have been offensive then. So how do you feel, how offended do you think people get nowadays? Uh, by the, well, it depends. I think it's actually now that we're just getting used to like undoing that normalizing of whiteness. Mm-hmm. That in actual fact, say for instance, the Apu controversy. Yes, right? great and example. That, great that, example. That, that comedian, Harry, uh, from Harry. Yeah, yeah. Which I, my, I had my issues uh, with that uh, documentary as it was because mm-hmm. he goes. That is not my experience. I live in New York and in little India, we've got Bangladeshis, Pakistanis and, and Indians all living together. And this is a really diverse culture. And it's like, it's the second biggest population on the planet. Like you can't argue that tunnel vision. Yeah, yeah. You can't counter that tunnel vision with more tunnel vision. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like you are saying that they are pigeonholing uh, an experience 
of 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 the second uh, second largest community and ethnicity on the planet mm. and yet you're then fucking bringing it down to two blocks in on a four mile island so i was like no no don't counter that with that like you know the world is not through your tunnel vision either mm. but at the same time people make their way up on the uh taboo hierarchy yeah like yeah. i'd like to know as well like how black folks always stayed there yeah i mean like in america black folks are right up the top of the taboo teepee yeah, an intentional choice of words. Yeah. Where the fuck are Native Americans? Yeah. I'm just yeah. saying, like, you, you, you like, uh, you drop an M bomb. What was it? Eddie Ift said, you drop an M bomb. That's like a fucking ejector seat from show business, mm. right? In Australia, easily the number one taboo is Indigenous Australians, mm, right? Of course, uh, because it's you know it, it's a successful genocide. They're still fucked over. Things aren't uh, better. And so, the more guilty white people feel, the more someone goes up the taboo scale. So mm. it's still white people dictating what's offensive and what isn't, right? But now we are living in a time where more and more people are starting to get a voice, which is why when all the old white men yeah. got criticised on The Simpsons and they were like, wait, what? What? where are the liberals? We've yeah. always been punching up. Yeah, yeah. We've always, We've always... Objective in terms of, of displaying Americana. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah and... but I mean, Even myself, I always felt like The Simpsons was probably one of the greatest kind of way uh one of the greatest uh i guess uh vehicles for putting america under a microscope and yes i always felt yeah that was the blind spot with the poo yeah because in england like you know we've come up in britain yeah and pakistani and indian people have been pretty high up on the taboo scale for a very very long time because yeah. of the raj because of the history mm. right so there has well, their- just because of how offensive some of our comedy was to, towards for them sure. in so a way they, that the Americans didn't have. Exactly. So this was and in America, brown people didn't really get a look in on the taboo no, fucking no. Yeah. ladder mm. and, until after 9-11. Because then there was the resentment and then there was the, you know, and then and, being and confused by Arabic people and, and they're getting yeah, hassled. And, 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 and then creating the uh, generic uh, uh, figure of hatred. Yes. And so, so, so it's like, how can we, what's the way to quantify these people from this particular region? Is that they're brown and and essentially Muslim, leaving out the fact that there's like 300,000 Christians in Iraq alone. Mm. So, so yeah. then you don't get a look in until white folks are aware, yeah. I feel. And so when Simpsons meanwhile, first meanwhile, came... We're, we're over here being like, it's going to happen to you too. Yeah, 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 yeah because <laughs> when well, Simpsons I don't first say, came I don't, out... I don't, I don't, so it funny, was jarring. So, 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 was jarring. So it's funny here, you, it? you referenced, we referenced like Jeff Goldblum because that's kind of how I felt about like, you know, post-2003 almost war against terrorism. I kind of feel like Jeff Goldman, where it's like chaos theory dictates that, you know, these people that are in control of the media and stuff like that is that if they're able to find an enemy, brown people will be in trouble too. Oh. Trust us. Take it from us. Oh, yeah. You know, because there there always used to be this thing where like, you know, on the taboo scale, being at the top, you know, a lot of the time, other races would rationalize their position in racial hierarchy being like, okay, fine. We we have our shortcomings, but we're not as bad as them. Yes. And we'd be like, okay, but... Just... And it's pretty jarring in England mm-hmm. as well when another ethnicity is racist about black people to you. Right. You ever heard that? Like yeah, you ever Asian, heard like I've a Pakistani heard, guy yeah, yeah, yeah. and like uh, it's definitely beef, and, yeah, yeah. and he drops a D or an N bomb. Yeah. And, and as a white guy, you go wait because particularly it's not until you undo the brainwashing. Yeah, you'll get it. <laughs> yeah, and, and, as a white guy, but also you have another counter racism going. Wait, yeah. your head explodes, and you're going like, wait mm. a minute, what? But you know. You know, you and I have a thing going as well, yeah. right? <laughs> but, that, but that's, but that's the where the rationalisation comes from, is that they're like, yeah, but like we can find the common enemy and mm. then it deflects from your perception of me. Yes. And again, this is why I reference white Anglo-Saxon Protestants, because if you look at a film like Gangs of New York, like the gangs were white Anglo-Saxon Protestants who were fighting against the Irish and the Italians and anyone from the Catholic faith who they felt probably belonged in Latin America uh, up until a point whereby a lot of uh, the people outside of that uh, description of white people of Anglo-Saxon Protestants would, uh, I guess, um, endear themselves to that population by being, you know, the police and being the people that oversaw the oppression of of, of Africans. Yeah. And so when you're saying how offended people are now, it's actually, I don't know how offended they are. I think actually it's just getting used to hearing a new voice. I think we've discussed this before yeah, as well exactly. as in the yeah. UK in comedy. Yeah. Race is such a fucking taboo here oh, God, that yeah. you can't even make an observation about a culture 
without people just going, well, that's racist. The word, and like, the word what are you talking is, about? The word black can... is enough to trigger people putting their guard up in the UK. It's a sensitivity, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. a sensitivity to, for a fear of people being offended. That's all it kind of comes back to. Well, people like... confuse racial with racist a lot. Yeah. And we do kind of demonise that uh, degree, but you can't deal with something until you get rid of it, right? Mm-hmm. And so... For us as well, when the poo first came out, and it was, and you knew it was a white guy doing it, it was yeah. jarring. Mm. Yes. You were like, "How the fuck are they getting yeah. away with this?" And only now is it being yeah. brought up. So, I've always noticed this in the UK as well is because there is so much suppression around the discussion around race that the only real discussion people want to have is isn't that Nigel Farage a racist? And then they let themselves off the hook. Oh, of course, mm. yeah. Or you voted U- those UKIP voters. They voted racist. Ah, ha, ha. Then like, move on. It's like, I can't believe Katie Hopkins. I can't believe she would. She's terrible, the things she I says. love when you did that on telly. When yeah. you went, why are you fucking shocked by racism? Why? You know who's yeah. never shocked by racism? Fucking yeah. everyone but white people. Yeah. <laughs> Always. It's, just, it's just insane. Yeah. I can't believe people. I, like, cl- I, I saw that. I can't remember if it was on my laptop or on my telly, but I clapped in my pants <laughs> on my couch. <laughs> It's, it's, it's like, a beautiful fucking image. Tell them, yeah. dang. Yeah, yeah fucking tell them. It's almost, it's almost to the point, like as well as having like this race radar. It's like what? It's like Schadenfreude, and I say that, and again, it's another malapropism where it's like there's almost like a part with black people. We have this. It's like a gloating when other people discover racism and how it exists and how deep <laughs> it runs. Is that you, that shock when you're just like, yeah, let, let's hear this then. Yeah, it's, 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 it's. I guess it's the. I guess it's. it's Welcome the, to the party, pal. Basically, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, like, it's, like, it's, it's like it's like being like a hardened, hardened Vietnam, like a hardened GI in Vietnam. It's like welcome to the shit. Yeah, yeah. welcome to the trenches. This is this is what it's like. This is every day, and there's and you know, I guess a part of the rationalization is that there's almost you almost there's a certain level of esteem that you get from being able to handle this so far, and then seeing somebody lose their faculties and not be able to deal with this, and I didn't realize it was this bad. It's like, well, there you go. This is. The level that we're at now. This but is... the balancing act, that it must be so challenging. And, you know, you guys are, you know, playing gigs every week, you know, of, of, of trying to get something in that means something as in a, to give exposition to these parts of life that you're talking about and still being funny. That's the balance that must be so... Because like you say, people's backs go up at yeah. the sense of, hey, this might be a serious thing here. And it's, it's a tough balancing act. I mean, act, I've, yeah, I've, done, I've done gigs where... You, I mean, and that's, and that's because, you know, we've, we are in a time now of quasi-newspeak. You know, it's Orwellian where, like, social networks have gotten to the point where because we live in a time of hashtags, then people have now almost have a Pavlovian response to something they hear on a hashtag. Mm. So as a man to even mention feminism, you will already people will become stirred emotionally just because of the, it's a trigger word now yeah certain I don't, I don't size just, yeah. own certain words yeah if you say snowflake then that means you probably uh, vote conservative never voted a conservative yeah in my life. or mm. cock now is a word which has ruined my last special right I had, a, I had a joke about hillary clinton calling herself cuck old spice and that was in 2015 yeah <laughs> so it was just before cuck right yeah. and now and now your people, I, your people have reclaimed the word they reclaimed it (laughs) i now like you then you can't use certain words without being associated with a certain school of thought and there's too many schools of thought of now and we've we've talked until we're blue in the face about uh living in a time with a lack of nuance and i suppose to return to the idea of are people too offended i don't think it's people are too offended i think people are reacting with not enough altruism because the offense isn't always altruistic it's how do i look oh of course yeah you know uh, that's where the phrase of i guess virtual signaling comes from so virtual signaling is the idea of people postulating about being outraged about something even though they probably have no real direct link with the affected people or um or would ever do anything in actual life yeah or, or be yeah have any executive involvement in trying to rectify that way of thinking Yes, well, the, uh, the virtue signaling. Is, the is reason we, like my generation, rebelled against political correctness was because before that, comedy it was born of comedy, I believe. Yeah, yeah. It was non-sexist, non-alternative comedy mm. was supposed to be non-sexist, non-racist, and mm. that sounded all well and good. And then you started seeing again, and it happened again. Everything cyclical, where you just saw just these all white rooms, yeah, uh, liberal middle-class white people banging yeah. on about Thatcher. Yeah, mm. and you're like, where's all the black people? What's yeah. going on? And then mm. you realise, oh, this is... And, and then once kind of it got labelled... Australia as well, though, like where, you know, every show is preceded by an acknowledgement of the indigenous people's land. And I'm always like, none of them are here, though. 
It's because you're in Melbourne? Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, they were killed. Yeah. There's only about, <laughs> well, yeah, there was only about oh, yeah, 200 yeah, yeah. left. Yeah, yeah. And but it's funny that Melbourne yeah. is the most PC place in Australia. Yeah, Again, Craig opened my eyes to that because I always looked at it through the, the straight white paradigm, as you say. That in Australia, we always used to got to be holier than thou about yeah. Brisbane or, 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 or about Queensland or the Northern Territory or Darwin and how racist they are in Darwin. Right? And it wasn't until I started working with Craig that he was like, are you out of your fucking mind? Yeah. Darwin's the only place I feel safe. Hmm. said, what do you mean? I said, when I go to Darwin, there's loads of me. Hmm. When I go to Melbourne, I'm fucking terrified. Yeah. And I'd never looked at it that way. Yeah, yeah. You know, and... But, but I just wonder how you, how we resolve this scenario that's current, currently going on where it seems like more and more people are afraid to gesticulate in the way that they want to because just the fear of causing offence. Oh, I think, I personally think it's just, I just think it's natural selection. If you're afraid, then fuck you. Mm. It's a fair point. I mean, well, we've co- how much have we covered in that one podcast today Dane that's like so much is it yeah Brendan we thank you to. for coming on the show thanks for having me always, yeah. no, always a pleasure man and there's yeah, a been a um, lot of you. It's, it's, it, there's depth to it um, so that's the show isn't it Dane it's the show for today yeah and, oh where's uh, this go out it will go out very soon in the uh, well oh, yeah. you don't know it should be out in the next couple of weeks we'll mm. let you know exactly yeah, when we'll um, know. I should get plugs in you know Oh, yeah. explaining. Yeah, of course, yeah. Do some, do yeah, some yeah. plugs. Yeah, yeah uh, uh, you can go to thebrennanburnshow.com. You can get my entire back catalogue there. 14 albums, seven specials, all for the suggested donations, £16.40. Dumb White Guys out free every Sunday. And, uh, yeah, as we mentioned before, the Brendan Burns and Colt Cabana do comedy and commentary to bad yeah. wrestling matches. It is available on the Ed Fringe. And my latest tour, fastest selling tour I've ever had, Mansplaining, is also tickets available at the Ed Fringe now. Nice. Hopefully I'll check it. I'm going to be making a cameo, but I won't be there for the run, but I will check out. And if you uh, haven't checked out Brendan's stuff, please do. Uh, that comes recommended by myself for what it's worth. Brendan so, with an O, by the way. Brendan with an O. Cool to remember yeah, that. It's good stuff. No questions in that respect. Thank you very much. To my Thank guests. you, mate. Thank you. Good to see you as usual, Brendan. You too. Thank you. You've been listening to Dane Baptiste Questions Everything, hosted by Dane Baptiste. For more from Dane, go to danebaptiste.co.uk or follow him at danebaptweets. Our guest was Brendan Burns. Follow Brendan at Brendan Burns. The show was produced by me, Howard Cohen. Follow me at the Howard Cohen. The show was recorded at the Dairy Studios in Brixton. The show was mixed and the theme music is by Afei Saki. Big thanks to Polly and Gelly. Thanks for listening, guys. And remember, question everything. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.